Welcome back to the Redneck Tech Podcast brought to you by Diamondback Truck Bed Covers, which I think they're going by Diamondback Truck Covers now, or no, just Diamondback Covers, I think is how they're going by it now. Um, this is going to be episode 54, and in this episode we're going to be talking about ways that you can get better every day. Uh, and I think about this every day on ways that I can get better and improve what I'm doing uh, not only for myself, but for the people that are watching it, for my clients, um, for everybody around me. Um, you know, and there's this is a multifaceted podcast, I guess, because it, it kind of goes into some different areas that I, I consider ways to get better, but some people might not. So um, just kind of bear with me through some of this. I um, hope you enjoy the podcast. Had a lot of emails here recently of people that have had questions and... Um, are enjoying it and have learned a lot from it and that that really makes me happy. I'm sorry it's taken so long to get another podcast out. I have been extremely busy, very blessed, but busy. I just got back from Pennsylvania and I'm getting ready to try and get three edits out this week before I get ready to go to NWTF next week just to have the camera class, the Redneck Production class the next weekend. So that is quickly approaching and I haven't got to do as much prep for that as I've wanted to. But anyway, like I said, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please go over to iTunes, give it five stars. And if you really, really like it or if you love it, write us a review. That uh, really helps me out and I appreciate it. But uh, now we're going to get into the podcast. Right here, right here, right here, right here. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. So, in my opinion, there are a tons of tons of different ways that you can get better. And, you know, this subject, I think about this a lot because I try and not necessarily compare myself, but, um, well, it, it is comparing myself. I try and see how I stack up in my own mind to other people, uh, to other productions, to other companies to other uh, entities out there that are out there doing the same thing I am, that are creating content, that are editing, producing, shooting, all the above. And I find myself finding falling short a lot. I find myself really wanting to be better because the things that I'm seeing, I feel like are a lot better than what I'm doing. And uh, some people might find that as something that is you know, deterring to them or makes them feel down or whatever. It doesn't mean it, it, it makes me want to work harder. It makes me want to challenge myself more. And in this podcast, I really wanted to go over some of the ways that I try and improve every day. And some of the ways that I compare myself, some of the things that I do, some of the exercises that I, that I take to pit myself up against some people that I feel are a lot more talented than I am. Uh, which there are a lot of people out there that are way more talented than I am. So, um, and this kind of goes back to the podcast that I was talking about, you know, do the hard things. Uh, this really goes back to that. And I'm really good at doing the hard things when it comes to production. I'm not so good at that in other parts of my life, like eating healthy and exercising and the things that I probably should do. Um, and I think that's just, I don't know, personality and 
how I grew up playing baseball and being made to run a workout all the time. And I just hate doing it. But, you know, this, this being my business and it being a challenge every day, I find it very easy to challenge myself in this aspect every day because there's so much competition. This is essentially my livelihood. And, um, it's easier for me to take this more seriously, I guess. So what I've done is I've kind of went through and I've written some notes on a couple of things that I do every day to try and improve or to try and essentially self-check myself. Since I'm a one-man band, I'm really my own worst enemy, and I am my own worst enemy. I'm a critic of my stuff more than anybody ever will be. But um, I wanted to go over some of the things that I do. And uh, a lot of guys, first thing that I thought of, you know, that I do that a lot of my other colleagues don't do is watch outdoor television or outdoor content, period. A lot of guys that I know and run with don't watch outdoor television at all. They either don't like it or they don't have time, which I think is bullcrap. Nobody's as busy as they say they're going to be. No, Nobody is as busy as they act like they are. Um, if somebody says they're extremely busy, which I do say that a lot, they're never as busy as they make themselves out to be. Because you can make time for anything if you want to bad enough. Um, most of them say they don't watch it at all, like 0%. And I try and watch it as much as I possibly can, which isn't near as much as I used to, just because I feel like that's a competitive edge for me, is to know what everyone else is doing, what kind of content they're creating, um, how they're shooting certain things, watching certain trends. Like if you watched outdoor television over the last 10 years, you've seen trends go from, you know, the top shows were the only ones that knew how to do time lapses. Then the top shows were the only ones that had high speed. Then the top shows were the only ones that had drones. Then the top shows were the only ones that had, you know, you name it. You know, there's always been a trend that happens. And if you were someone like me that's trying to keep up with those trends to see what the next greatest thing is that you have to have to stay on top of the top of the field, then if you're not doing that, then you don't know. You're just going with you know, what new technologies out there and maybe not know how to use it. So I try and always watch as much outdoor content as I possibly can just so I can try and stay on top of things, um, try and know who people are. And, and this is the reason I got into this. You know, before I started doing outdoor television and outdoor content, that's all I watched. I mean, I didn't, I mean, my, ch- my TV never turned off of hunting shows. I watched the good ones, the bad ones, the medium ones. I watched all of them because I felt like I could learn from them all. So that's what I did. Another thing that I do is I try and know as many people as I can. And when I say know as many people, not not what you think. I try, they, not, they don't know who I am. I don't think they know who I am, but I know who they are. And what I mean by that is I can walk into a room in a trade show, say, for a, for instance, ATA show, and I can tell you with very good confidence, I know 80% of the main players in that room. All the, all the ones that are turning, you know, that are moving needles for companies, all the ones that are creating content, all the producers, all the editors, um... A lot of times I will try and know who the 
head people are in marketing for a lot of these big you know conglomerates that have a lot of companies underneath them. I know some of them, don't know all of them, but I can walk around the room and I have friends that can tell you this. Um, I can walk through ATA show and I can point out people and I can say that so-and-so they do this, that so-and-so they do this, that so-and-so they did this and they're doing this now, that so-and-so they did this, that, and the other thing, that so-and-so they've been here for, you know, they've been around for 15 years, you know, there's some of the original people in the outdoor world and they're still hanging around, still making good stuff, you know, and I try and make that a point to know who everybody is, where everybody's at, and what they're doing, because that is another competitive edge for me. Because when they come up to me eventually, hopefully one of these days, and need something, or vice versa, I need something from them, or want to talk to them or ask them a question, I have all that information. I'm not going into things blind. And it has and it's helped me a lot in the past. It's helped me a lot with situations where people that I never thought in a million years would need my services or want to work with me, and I've gotten to work with those people. I have gotten to create content for those people. I've gotten to make paychecks from some of these people that I've watched for, gosh, I don't even know how long I've been watching outdoor television. But knowing who they were, you know, essentially keeping up with the Joneses, I feel like that's an advantage. And it takes a lot of time and effort. It's a lot of social media cruising, a lot of TV watching, a lot of research. And I do research. I research people all the time because I want to know. And because information is power. And um, and that kind of sounds creepy now that I say that, but I try and know as many people as I can. So that's one of the things that I do. Um, and another thing you'll find out when you when you do know that, and you know those people, and you know who they are, this industry is pretty small. And how and once you figure out how all those people connect to one another, then it gets even smaller. Um, once you stay in the know and you see so you see and know what people are influencing, it just gives you, like I just said, it gives you that information that can give you that that little step that can help you stay ahead of someone else. And that's important to me. And nobody I've ever been around does that. You know, they might know a lot of people, but they don't pay attention. I try and pay attention as much as I possibly can. And if I don't know someone, there's a really good chance I know someone else that does know them. So that's another another good thing is, you know, it's that seven degrees of separation. This, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at my notes and I've, I've gotten ahead of myself. I do that occasionally. Um, I try and watch, uh, another thing that I do is I try and watch other reality shows. I try and watch shows that are not hunting related, but maybe are outdoor or blue collar related, like, um, like a Gas Monkey Garage or, uh, you know, those type of shows to where I can use that show to break down how it's constructed and try and relate that back to an outdoor show, how I could translate that into an outdoor show. I watch how those big productions that do network television shows, how they produce characters, how they take a character's strengths and they highlight them and they, they downplay their weaknesses. For instance, I'll try and do an example of this. Um, I love the show Gas Monkey Garage because I wanted to do a hunting show along those lines, and I'm not really going to go into that because I don't want anybody getting any ideas. But um, Richard Rawlings is really good at being the guy with money and being the guy that goes and buys cars and being the guy that plays the role of 
businessman, but he's not good at um, being a bad guy. When he has to play a bad guy, he doesn't do that well. And so when they have to make him be the bad guy, they try and limit those roles for him. But for him to be eccentric and for him to be himself, he's really good at. But for him to be something he's not, which is, from what I can gather, kind of a kind of a dick, he's not that. Um, and they try and really limit those things. So they found his strengths and his weaknesses, and they try and, you know, um, really push his strengths and hold back his weaknesses. So just so, simple things like that that I try and break down, that I think about, that I analyze. Uh, I feel like those those help me, and especially when you translate those into a hunting show. Like you've got a, you want a new hunting show concept, go look at reality shows and how they can essentially template a show how they can turn and burn so many episodes is because they're templates you can go in and you can create a template for each show that has you know all of these different elements you go in you shoot it you put it into your template and you've got a really good show if you have good characters and good production um i I try and follow as many brands as i possibly can that are closely related to hunting and see what they're doing content wise and how they're promoting their brands their products and themselves so companies like uh, maybe like a Patagonia, even though I maybe not a believer or align myself with them as much, um, companies like a Benchmade Knives or uh, you know things along those lines, skiing companies, outdoor recreation companies, uh, camping companies, things that aren't in the hunting space necessarily, but are in the outdoors and usually have really good budgets to create cool content. And I can see how they are doing things and I can relate those back to what I'm doing. And I can gain ideas from those. And I can make those ideas better or I can just translate them into the project that I'm doing. And I think that's important because there's never ever, ah, well I say never ever, the content is here to stay and you always have to have fresh new content and there's so many talented people out there. If you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs trying to think of new ways to create content, then give me good luck. You know, you got to be one of the most creative people out there. But the way I draw creativity is by looking other places and seeing what other people are doing and mimicking it, imitating it, you know, putting my own spin on it. And uh, I do that all the time. I have, you know, my Instagram is full of people or brands that are related. And I have a couple of places where when I see ideas that I save them in my phone, I save them on my computer. I've got my... A file, a folder in Google Drive. This, you know, my ideas folder. I break those down into pictures. I break those down into video edits, graphics. I break those down into a bunch of different things. So when I go to do a new project, I can go into that folder on my phone or in my on my computer, and I can say, "Hey, that would be really good for this project." And I kind of before any time I start a big edit or a big project, I'll go through those folders and see if there's one or two things that I can pull out that will relate well to what I'm doing. Sometimes they do, a lot of times they don't, you know, because a lot of the things that I really like and really enjoy have a really dark, ominous, epic, over-the-top feel, and that usually doesn't go well with what I'm doing. Most of the things that I'm doing are really upbeat and fast-paced and um, fast cuts, big beats, you know, that things like that. So I have a lot of those things that I'd love to do saved. There's just project hasn't came along that's going to relate to it yet, so... You have to kind of stay in your lane. You have to make sure that you're doing things that relate to the project, the the product and the project that you're doing. And um, like I said, stay in your lane. 
and it sounds like my wife's printing something over there. So if you hear that, I'm sorry. Um, where did I get to? Um, networking, which I think is so important when you are trying to gain traction or trying to make yourself better is finding people and finding companies that you would like to work with or like to learn from. And um, the easiest way to do that, man, is just to go talk to somebody. You know, go shake their hand and find common ground with them. You know, if you're talking about the hunting space, everybody hunts. You know, we can always talk about hunting. I can talk with you about hunting till the end of time. You know, so find people, shake their hand, introduce yourself. You know, they're human beings just like you are. Network with as many people as you can. Know as many people as you can. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, knowledge is power. You know, know in, in this industry especially, it's not... What you know, it's who you know anymore. Introduce yourself. Find as many people as you possibly can. Find common ground. And then once you do meet some of these people, once you do exchange numbers or emails, follow up. Make sure that you follow up with them and say it was nice to meet them. Make sure you do those due diligence things that you know show that you're not just somebody that met them for the sake of meeting them or don't remember them. And, and not only do you need to follow up and show the person that you care, but don't just text or call someone when you need something. Um... You know, treat them like a person. Treat them like you're going to, you know, you want to be treated. Check in with people. See how they're doing. Say Merry Christmas. All those things. And, um, you know, it's not it's not that hard. It goes back to whole, all the stuff that I'm talking about with communication, man. Communication is so important. Anyway, um, sorry. The wife's asking about what is wrong with her printer. I guess it's freaking out. Um... But networking is so important. Um, another thing is learn from social media. Uh, I use I use social media as a test platform for content and for pictures and things like that. Is essentially I use it to stay relevant, to get content out there to who, people that are following what I'm doing, um, for my clients to see what I'm capable of, for potential clients to see what I'm capable of. But more than anything, I see what performs well and what doesn't, and I learn from that, and I help that to make decisions and you know and when you do that you've got to think about this as well especially when you're doing video you know are you creating something that you're proud of or are you creating something that is to make money for a business and when you're doing that you have got to stay true to yourself if you're creating content for yourself and not worry about what other people think but if you are there to make money then you have to do what a client wants you to do, no matter how stupid you think it is. Because trust me, I've had some clients ask for some stupid stuff that I've had to do that I didn't want to put my name on, but I was there to make money. Um, I'm there to run a business. So yes, do I want to be creative? Absolutely. Do I want to create content that I'm proud of? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, if the client's not going to pay for your passion project, then guess what? You just wasted your time. Even if it's something you're proud of, well, you didn't get paid for that two weeks you were shooting that or wh whatever the case may be. So you've got to ask yourself that question. Are you in this to create content for yourself? Or are you in this to make money? And if you're in this to make money and you test your content on social media and someone doesn't like it, turns out you better um, check yourself and make it to where your client or your viewers are liking it. Because otherwise, you're not going to make any money. You're, you're not going to have happy clients. But if you make content for yourself... Don't conform to what the viewers are asking for because if you do that, 
If you don't stay true to yourself, then you're going to burn out. So that's two different sides of that coin. You just got to decide which one you want to be. So with that being said, another thing that I like to do is I like to make myself edit to different music. You know, sometimes I find myself getting caught in a rut where I'm just editing to these big, you know, big beats and fast cuts, which I'm really good at because I've done it a million times. I try and force myself to slow myself down. Edit to something slower that doesn't have big beats. It's more of a monotone or a rhythmic or no music at all. Trying to do a really good job with sound design. Um, that kind of tries to keep me on my toes. Shoot something in a way you've never shot it before. Um, and what I mean by that is shoot something. If you're used to shooting everything medium, shoot stuff really tight and really wide or in high speed or in regular speed. If you like to shoot too much high speed, shoot in regular speed. If you like to fly your drone, put your drone down. Challenge yourself to do it in a way that you've not done it before, that you're not comfortable with. That's going to make you better. That, because there's not always going to be a drone. There's not always going to be a um, you know, a subject that's as good as this one. There's not always going to be a story to tell as good as the one that you're telling. So if you don't if you're not adaptable, if you don't adapt to um the situation, whatever that may be, it, you know, that's that's where you're going to get lost and somebody else is going to, you know, step over you. So Try and find as many ways to challenge yourself in terms of shooting and editing as you possibly can. Um, when you're when you're getting dialogue from someone, another way that I've tried to I try and challenge myself and learn is ask questions that are different from normal questions that you're used to asking. You know, you know the main question that I tell you all the time when you're getting dialogue, and you guys that listen religiously should know what I'm going to say: who, what, when, where, and why, and whether. Those are the, you know, that's the main question that you ask, but when you're doing, you know, when you're doing a short film or when you're doing a big TV project or you're doing whatever, ask questions that you don't normally ask, you know, try and dig a little deeper. Um, you never know what, you know, you never know what'll come up when you dig a little deeper. Ask a question that you might think is obvious and you might get a, a, a different answer than you think you're going to get. Um, that happens to me a lot. I try and point out the obvious and see what happens. And a lot of times, it's exactly what I thought was going to be said, and sometimes I get a different answer. Um, you, you just don't ever know. Uh, another thing is ask hard questions. Um, and a lot of times, before you know, before I'll get into an interview session with someone, I'm, you know, whether it's a question that might be personal or a question that might be emotional um you know i'll usually try and warn my person before you know whoever i'm interviewing say hey you know i may ask a couple questions that are kind of hard to deal with and if there's a subject that they don't want to talk about usually they'll tell you but if they say hey man bring it on then i'm gonna ask you know and if it's something they're not comfortable with they say that's not they're not comfortable but um you know that's another way to challenge yourself is there some questions that are hard to ask and uh but to you know to get good content to tell a good story a lot of times you have to ask hard questions uh, another way that I've found is really good, that which I tried to do for three and a half years, you know, when I was first getting started, uh, and I did it a lot through Sub 7 because I had a lot of other really m- way more talented people than I was working with me, is uh, you need to collaborate with others. Uh, you need to seek out people that are more experienced than you are. Offer to lend a hand. Pay attention to what they do and how they shoot things and how they uh, handle a shoot, how they organize how they 
dump footage, how they in you know how they ingest footage, how they organize that footage, how they shoot that shot, look at their viewfinder, what are they doing, how are they running their camera, what settings are their camera on, you know all those little things just by going by with someone that's more experienced than you are, and you can check and look and look at certain things that will either give you reassurance or give you ideas or help you in some little way. It's so important to collaborate with people that probably know more than you do because you're going to pick up on something. It might not be very much. Um, It might be just a little bit, just one little thing that you pick up on that can really open your eyes. Um, It could speed up your workflow. It could speed up your editing. It It could do a lot to improve your you know, improve your abilities just by going with someone who's been there and done that. Um, I try to do that all the time. I try and do it now. I don't get to do it near as much as I used to just because I'm busy. And the people that I look up to probably wouldn't let me come on one of their shoots <laughs> because they're, you know, big, you know, big high dollar productions that they don't have room for another person. But, um, you know, just offering to lend somebody a hand, not asking for anything in return, but to just be there and see what they're doing and, learn um that that's powerful uh and i would do it as often as i possibly could if i had the time and i wanted to learn and was eager to learn and was willing to learn um another thing you need to do always do is let other people watch your work and critique it people that are going to tell you the truth not just anybody don't let your mom do it of course your mom's going to love everything that you do you need to let your best friend that'll be honest with you watch it. You need to let some random person on the internet watch it that'll tell you the truth. You need to let um, some non-hunter in your family, some female, instead of a bunch of, you know, your this echo chamber that we get stuck in while only letting our hunting buddies watch it. Let some girl that doesn't hunt watch your video. Let her pick it apart. Let her tell you what she would like to see and what she doesn't want to see. Um, what parts of it she liked and didn't like and what parts maybe need some explanation for someone. Um, If you're not doing that, if you're not challenging yourself to show it to people that aren't in your bubble, then how are you going to learn? Because you're just, if you keep showing your mom every time, of course she's going to love it. Showing your dad every time, of course he's going to love it. Showing your, you know, little brother every time, of course he's going to love it. You got to show it to other people. And if you're afraid for people not to like it, well, then don't don't ever expect to get better because, you know, the first things that I, that I did, and I look back on them now, and they were god-awful, and people lied to me and told me they were good. Luckily, I was smart enough to know they weren't because they would look at something that was good and something that I didn't know that it wasn't the same caliber of video. Um, and this also goes back to what your goal is. If this is something that's making you happy, then who cares what other people think? But this, if this is something where you want to improve and get better and make money at, you got to let other people watch it. you got to let other people tear it apart. And then when they do tear that apart, you've got to be open to coaching. You've got to be open to constructive criticism. And you've got to always be willing to learn. If you are not willing to be coached, not willing to learn, not willing to hear criticism, then, dude, you're screwed. I have no time for people that don't, don't want to learn and hear criticism. I want people to point out things that I can do better all the time. Because there, you do not know what you're going to learn if you just listen. And you, most of the time I learn from people that are beginners, that have no point of reference, that are doing this all on their own, and they figured out a better way to do something than even I knew. Because they have a different creativity, they have a different outlook, 
than I do, and I've been doing the same thing for eight years, then some beginner that's touched the camera three times says, hey, well, why, you know, I do it this way. Why do you do it that way? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The way that you just did that is better than the way I did that. And the reason that they do that, the reason the reason their way is better is because they don't have some pre you know predisposition to do it wrong like I've been doing it for eight years. So you're going to learn a lot from people that have a lot more experience than you, but you can learn just as much from somebody who has no experience. Don't ever, ever close your mind off to learning. It's ridiculous to think that you're better than anyone else or that you don't have time to listen to someone else. I, it just that I, that'll get me mad. I'm not even gonna talk about it. Um, another thing I try and do, and I don't do this in public, of course, is I try and break down other people's work. You know, I'll, I'll kind of break it down to myself. I'm like, huh, I wish they wouldn't use voiceover there. Or, you know, why did they do that? They just repeated themselves. That's wasted time. Or there's ums and uhs in this that they could have cut out. Or you know, uh, that's long or slow or whatever. And I'll kind of break it down to myself to where. I keep myself in check too when I'm watching things back. Is um is is you know is this too slow? Is this too fast? Is you know all of the above? So you know it really just comes down to breaking it down, letting people watch it, being open to learn and being open to constructive criticism. It's really not that hard. It's really not, um, and none of you know nothing I just said was earth shattering, but, uh. I think it's important. I think it's important to always continue to try and get better um, and try and continue to learn just because, you know, and I never, and I never really cared about, you know, I look back at high school and college. I never really cared much about learning, you know, and I say that sounds funny, but, you know, learning wasn't ever important to me you know I wanted to get through class and get out of class so I could you know get away from it all I didn't care about reading or under you know learning that kind of crap but now I look back on this it's because that all that stuff that I was learning in high school and college wasn't important to me and didn't resonate with me now that I found the thing that does resonate with me and that does excite me I want to learn more and more about it um and if this and if Video and outdoor production and content creation doesn't excite you, uh, and it doesn't get your motor going, and it doesn't make you want to learn. Maybe this isn't for you, um, and, and you're the only person that can answer that. I can't answer that for you. So, with all that being said, please get out there, try and learn, try and better yourself. Um, make sure you are honest with yourself on what your goal is. Make sure you're honest with yourself on. Um, you know, what your client's needs are and, um, you know, go from there, meet as many people as you can network, all those good things. And, um, I think you'll be just fine because like I've said before, if I can do this job, anybody can do this job. I am absolutely nothing special. I, nothing I put out is special. It just, it takes time and it's a, it's a process that I figured out. And if you stick with it, you can absolutely figure it out yourself. So with that being said, um, I'm going to try and wrap this up. We've got the uh, camera class is coming up. It is, what is today? Today is the 6th, and the class will happen on the 22nd. I have got the address for the class. I have already sent out an email to everybody in the class um, 
if you have any questions, I think we've got room for maybe one or two more people. So if you're hearing this and you're still on the fence, you better hurry up because I think right now we've got 10 guys signed up and I was really going to cut it off at, you know, 12 ish. Um, so let me know. Anyway, classes in Nashville, 22nd to the 24th, um, next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend's NWTF in Nashville. I will be there. I don't know if I'll be there Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday. So if you come to NWTF, make sure you hit me up on social and we'll try and meet up and, you know, who knows what's, who knows what's going on. I've got a, a project that I'm working on right now that I'm going to try and have done before then so I can hand deliver it to the client. And um, i got a couple of other people that I wanted to see and talk to and hang out. It's one of you know one of my favorite shows just to go to and hang out. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Got a really busy next three weeks. And then it gets really, really, really crazy once March gets here. March gets here. So, if, uh, like I said at the beginning, you enjoyed the podcast, please give it five stars. If you love it, write us a review. Tell us how much you love us. If you don't love us, tell us why. And uh, uh, that's all I got. That's all I can think about. 8.40 at the, you know, at the, in the evening here at the house. So, I'll have this up hopefully in the next, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. All right, guys. I will see you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>